Welcome back, everyone. This is the Get Stoked Podcast. I'm Austin Stokel, and I'm your host. Happy Friday. This upcoming weekend, we have the next round of divisional games in the NFL, such as San Francisco, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, Cincinnati, Tennessee, Buffalo, and Kansas City. We're going to cover all of those, make our game day predictions, and see who will win and who will go home. And then we're going to cover a little bit of the NBA and the NCAA, look at the top 25 and the power rankings for their respective organizations, and we'll see the biggest games of the week and the weekend looking ahead. And this is all coming up here in three, two, one. round is finally here we have on saturday cincinnati against tennessee 49ers and packers with the first game of the weekend is cincinnati at tennessee at 4 30 p.m on cbs and tennessee is coming out as a three and a half point favorite with ryan Tannehill, and the king is back henry the running back Tennessee's running back has returned. Derrick Henry is coming back into the lineup for the Titans to face against Cincinnati. This, to me, is going to be a very good AFC matchup. Uh, You have the Bengals, who have won their first playoff game in 31 years, where the Titans are holding on to the number one seed in the AFC, something they haven't done in quite some time. And given that Tennessee is a three and a half point favorite. I got to go with the home team. If it's going to be an all dual blue game in Nashville, I'm here for it. This to me, this matchup to me is giving me music city bowl vibes where Bengals are coming in from Ohio, just like Purdue came in from Indiana and Tennessee is at home in Nashville, even though Tennessee for that bowl game, they're from Knoxville. Everyone knows that. But I'm getting the same vibes for this. This is going to be an instant classic game. It even might go into overtime. I'm You never know. If it does, that will be all the better. I'm going for the Titans with the win just because they have Derrick Henry back. He's going to be the difference maker in this game. This three and a half point line, it's I think it's misleading, to be honest. I have to say for this game, it's going to be 31, Tennessee, Cincinnati 17, with Derrick Henry being the difference maker. Joe Burrow and his offense, they're going to put up quite a fight. But I don't think Cincinnati can contain Derrick Henry. Granted, he is returning from an injury, but we'll see how it goes. Another scenario I can put for this is the Cincinnati upset in Nashville. Joe Burrow is just absolutely electric. The defense can't contain the pass for Cincinnati. That is definitely an option, but I am sticking with the Tennessee 31 over Cincinnati 17 victory, and Tennessee moves on to the AFC Championship. Then the next game we have is at 815 on Fox, 
San Francisco is coming in to cold, cold Green Bay, where the Packers are five and a half point favorite over the 49ers. And from what I've seen in last week's game against the Cowboys, the 49ers, they looked they they looked like the better team. Less penalties. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo was he was comfortable in the pocket. And Micah Parsons for the Dallas defense could not get to him, even though he's a rookie. He's a great rookie. And the Dallas defense just cannot – they can do anything. And with those 14 penalties on Dallas, that's just that's just basic coaching right there. Mike McCarthy has to do better if he is to return next season for the Cowboys, which I'm pretty sure he will. I wouldn't be surprised if he's let go. But – the Packers reportedly were looking at the 49ers playbook and their plays and their film even before San Francisco was set to play Dallas. And to me, that tells me that how confident Green Bay was that they're going to play San Francisco. And given that it's Lambeau Field at home, it's going to be very cold. It's looking at about 12 degrees in Green Bay. I got Green Bay at home. They've played very well in the cold. They've they're used to it basically while San Francisco's used to the nice west coast vibes lower 60s mid 60s high 50s and I as much as I don't really like Green Bay as a Lions fan myself I'm gonna give them this win I'm gonna say 42 to 28 Green Bay Aaron Rodgers future MVP for this season I'm calling it right now he's gonna get it over Tom Brady even though Tom Brady is still in the top two best quarterbacks this season. And if it comes down to Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, I could see either one taking it, but I would like to see Aaron Rodgers take it. I would like to see Aaron Rodgers win another Super Bowl with Green Bay before he potentially moves on to another team or even maybe retires. I think that's still up in the air, but I don't see that happening. But you never know. Nothing is off the table. I like this win for Green Bay. I hope they win. Go Pack Go. I struggled saying that so much. But Green Bay is taking this win over San Francisco. Then on Sunday, we got Los Angeles traveling down to Tampa Bay, 3 o'clock p.m. on NBC. The Rams are taking on Tom Brady and the Bucks. Tampa Bay, two-and-a-half point favorite at home. Based on the Rams' performance last week, they look solid. They look healthy. They look complete. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey on the defense swarmed Kyler Murray. And the Cardinals' offensive line just crumbled so fast. And the only thing Kyler Murray could do is just scramble. He could not do anything. And the Rams just looked amazing. Matt Stafford finally getting his first playoff win after three failed attempts with the Lions. I would love to see the Rams win this. I would love to see Matt Stafford go on and go to the Super Bowl. That, as a Lions fan, would be the dream. He has the ability to do it. He has the offensive weapons. He has the defensive talent to do it. And yeah, he even though he's coming up against Tom Brady, who is the GOAT, that is undisputed. He has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin is still out. 
and Leonard Fournette is expected to be back. This is going to be a fun matchup. Even though it's in Tampa Bay, I see I can see the Rams pulling this off, and there's a reason why the line is so small at two and a half. I'm going to go with Rams on this one. This is going to be close. This could potentially go into overtime, to be honest. And I think this game is going to be decided by a field goal or a touchdown. I got to give Rams the edge. They're hot. They're ready. They're ready to take down the GOAT. That is a, that is a tall task right there, friends. That is going to be an exciting game. I'm ready to watch this game. I'm taking Los Angeles for the win, 34-31 in overtime. That is what I'm taking. But I could also see the Buccaneers moving on. It's Tom Brady. You never know. He is primed for these. Excuse me. There, he is primed for these situations, and this is going to be fun. I'm excited for this game. We are going to have fun with this game. Finally, on the docket, 6:30 p.m. on CBS is the AFC Divisional between Buffalo and Kansas City. Kansas City is a two and a two point favorite at home against Buffalo. Buffalo dismantling the Patriots in Buffalo. I got to say, this is going to be another fun game. I think this whole weekend is going to be, it's just great games. All the teams deserve to be here. I'm San Francisco, maybe, but they, they're here. They beat Dallas at home. I am just, my mind's going to explode by how much fun football there's going to be. This game between Buffalo and Kansas City is going to be close. It's going to be epic. But can Patrick Mahomes and his defense seal the deal at home against a very aggressive and hot Buffalo team with Josh Allen at the helm? Five touchdowns. He was, I believe, 25 out of 28 or 24 out of 28 passing. He has less completions than he has touchdowns. Let me let me flip that. He has more touchdowns than he does incompletions, if if that makes more sense. So, and I think this fire that the Bills have, I think that's going to keep going over into Kansas City. I am a bandwagon Chiefs fan. I would love to see them win. I got to give Buffalo the edge here. They're hot coming into Kansas City. This is going to be another close game. I could see this one going 21-17. A little lower scoring, but I can see this one happening. 21-17 in favor of Buffalo. And let me let me just repeat that all four of these games are going to be sensational. They're going to be epic. They're going to be entertaining as heck. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in for a treat this weekend. Drop wherever you're doing and watch these games, but that's up to you. I know I will be, but I will love to see the outcome of these games. I hope I'm right. I don't think I will be, but we shall see come Saturday and Sunday. Up next on the docket, I know I did say I'd talk about NCAA and NBA, but I'm actually going to switch over to the Red Wings for a hot second. They are playing tonight Friday against the Dallas Stars and let me just say about the Red Wings they have had quite the whirlwind of the past couple seasons 
Right now, they are 18-17-5, fifth in the Atlantic Division. And what's really starting to make the Red Wings click is moving Tyler Bertuzzi to the second line while they still have Dylan Larkin, one of their captains, on the first line. And I think that's a smart move uh, to give some of their first liners a break. And Bertuzzi is... He is phenomenal. He's a great player. So is Larkin. Uh, Larkin coming out of Michigan. And with some of those team leaders, uh, with Dylan Larkin having 18 goals, uh, three power play goals out of 105 shots, and uh, Sider with 22 assists, uh, plus minus of one, and he has 10 power play assists. And with points... Uh, with leading the Red Wings, uh, Dylan Larkin is leading with 36, and that's with his 18 goals and 18 assists. And I think the Red Wings are, they could make the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. They can go back after, what was it, a five, six-year stretch of missing it after they've held the longest playoff stretch in in the NHL. I believe it was 25 seasons where they've held that stretch, but they can make it back again and going back to Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin Bertuzzi is he played for the Grand Rapids Griffins the AHL affiliate here in Grand Rapids and he won the Calder Cup with the Griffins which is it's the Stanley Cup of the AHL and back in 2017 Bertuzzi was on the Griffins lineup they won it and ever since then he's he's just been going up and up and up and I, I think the Red Wings could make a run for the playoffs. Yeah, they're only one game above 500, but they're kind of sitting tight. They're sitting pretty right where they are, but they have a chance to win more games going go on a win streak here uh, once they finish playing the Stars tonight, Friday. And I hope they do. I, I've missed seeing the Red Wings go to the playoffs. I've missed seeing them in the Stanley Cup. Yes, they have a young roster, but they have veteran players like Pertuzzi and Larkin, just to name a couple of them. And honestly, I could, if they played just as well as they played against the Sabres, who's really not that great of a team right now, I could see them winning any against anyone. They could beat the Capitals. They could beat the Islanders. Uh, they could beat the Avalanche, the Wild, Hurricanes, Blues, Predators, anyone. And the same thing goes for the Seattle Kraken. I've hopped on that bandwagon too. Um, I really do think that they have potential. They're not they're not the first year Golden Knights. Don't get me wrong. They're not going to the Stanley Cup Finals after their first year, but they also have potential. And the Red Wings can improve on that potential going forward. And it's not even the All Star break either. And We'll see what happens with the Red Wings. Go Red Wings. Uh, I've always been a fan, and I hope that they can make the playoffs. I just wanted to say a little stint about them, give them some recognition, give them the recognition that they deserve, and I'll continue to update everyone on their status, see where they are periodically, and we shall see as the season progresses. Stay tuned. Now moving on to the NCAA and the NBA, which was what was promised. Uh, We have the Pistons, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Kings, Celtics, you name it. Uh, 
And some some of these teams are just absolutely stellar. The Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, uh, they're they're stellar. Like my goodness. So for for a couple of the games happening this weekend, we have starting Saturday. Uh, we have let's see here. It's booting up. Hang on one second. It's taking a hot second. Taking a hot second. We got the Kings visiting the Bucks, Thunder and Cavaliers, Pacers against the Suns, and Phoenix. They're a great team. They're definitely making the playoffs. I could see them possibly overcoming the Warriors to go to the NBA Finals. The Pacers are one of those teams with Karis LeVert and Sabonis on their teams. They have a lot of talent considering their record is only 17 and 19. And I think they could definitely make a run to potentially being an eighth seed or a play-in team. But um, Karis LeVert being a Michigan veteran, I can I can say that he's a good player. He really is. And with Devin Booker being from Grand Rapids, being on the Suns, he, he's phenomenal. With Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton on that squad, they're good. They I think they they definitely have the chance of going back to the NBA Finals. Same for the Bucs, honestly. Yeah, they're 28-19, but that didn't stop them last year after winning a championship with Giannis Antetokounmpo and... Uh, Drew Holiday, I could definitely see that happening again. And when it comes to the Lakers, there's a lot to be said about how they're doing right now. And I'll get to that in a second. But coming up on Sunday, we have the Jazz and Warriors, Clippers, Knicks, Celtics, Wizards, Lakers visiting Miami, where LeBron played for them a couple of years ago, Bulls, Magic, Trailblazers, Raptors, Hawks, Hornets, 76ers, Spurs, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Nets, Timberwolves, Pistons at the Nuggets. So we have a full slate of games on Sunday, Saturday being a little lighter, well, much lighter. And with the Pistons, yeah, they're 11-33. to They got a lot of young talent. Cade Cunningham is, he's good. He's really good. And I know I said this in an earlier episode, but I believe that he could be rookie of the year considering how he's playing right now. Uh, he's aver- Right now he's averaging 15.4, 5 points per game, 5.4 rebounds per game, and 5.1 assists per game. So that's, that's pretty good for a rookie considering how the Pistons are really doing. But I he can really excel here. He I mean really excel. And given that this game is against the Nuggets, who the Grand Rapids gold is, is Denver's affiliate. I think that's a pretty cool connection there. And I've not had the chance to go to a gold game, but I've, from what I've seen, the highlights, they're, they're not terrible. And they got to get a lot of good prospects for the Nuggets. And I'm excited to see what happens with the gold. I'm excited to see the talent that the Pistons can develop. I'm sure Dwayne Casey, he can definitely develop these players even though they're 1133 but uh, let's let's talk about the Lakers for a second LeBron he's LeBron he's he's amazing love him or hate him he's amazing if he's the goat that's debatable 
MJ, LeBron, MJ, LeBron. We'll see. That's a very debatable topic. But they're sitting at 22 and 23, 7-11 away as they visit the Miami Heat. And if you recall, several years ago, LeBron was on that team winning two finals with the Heat. I got to say, LeBron, he needs some help. He really does. Westbrook's not cutting it for him. AD is not cutting it for him. And what else What else do you need? You got probably the oldest, lake, uh, the oldest roster by average age like, more than anyone. Like, they're probably the oldest team by average. And Westbrook, he's... He's Russell Westbrook, and he's played well. He's Mr. Triple-Double, and from what I've seen, he's not shooting the ball. He's bricking it every time. And on a show with uh, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless on Undisputed on Fox, Skip Bayless likes to say West Russell Westbrick, and as funny as that may seem, that's almost too fitting for him, and he's... He's a very talented player. He's just not producing what the Lakers were expecting him to do. So Frank Vogel benched him. And I understand he's trying to win, but he's currently the highest assist per game leader, whereas surprisingly Anthony Davis is the highest field goal percentage producer on the Lakers with 52%. And I would love to see the Lakers return to being a top team again. But what is it going to take for the Lakers to do so? Given that LeBron's aging, he's in his 19th year. He's currently the leader in points per game for the Lakers at 28.8. So he's balling out already. Like LeBron, he's great. He really is, and he needs help. Russell and Anthony Davis are doing only so much but he needs younger talent. And I think it was a mistake getting rid of uh, Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, and a couple others like Julius Randle a couple years prior who's doing fantastic for the Knicks. And Caruso's playing phenomenally on the Bulls who's currently a top team right now in the East, competing with Brooklyn, competing with Milwaukee. And I think the East definitely is a toss-up, if I were to be honest right now. But the Lakers need help. The Pistons need to develop their younger players a lot more. They'll get there. Don't worry. And these are just some observations that I've seen at this point in the season. The Pacers, they have a lot of talent for how they're doing. The Celtics, in my honest opinion, need to separate Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, They're a great duo, but They're not producing what the Celtics have been trying to do, which is get to the playoffs on a consistent basis. And LaMelo Ball is balling out in Charlotte. They're still not doing that great either. They're below 500, if I remember correctly. But given at this stage, the East is a toss-up. The West is a little more definitive, where you have the Warriors on top just below the Suns, the Jazz are up there, the Nuggets are climbing, the Grizzlies are a true playoff contender, a possible upset machine with John Morant 
at the helm over in Memphis. Like, come on. The West is a little more definitive than the East. It's always been like that for the past several years. And I could definitely see the Warriors being a very dominating force, bringing back their dynasty from a couple years ago, the Suns creating their own dynasty. But the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway that I see is the distribution of talent and potential all across the league. The West is more, not talented, but they're more developed. They're more suited for high state games. And it shows, especially with Steph Curry leading the Warriors, who after an abysmal season last year, they're a top team. They only have 11 losses right now. And the Suns are bound to repeat to the finals. And with the Kings, the Nuggets, the Spurs, the Grizzlies, and all of those teams out there, there's a lot more roadblocks for the for the Warriors and the Suns and potentially the Lakers to get to the playoffs. But I digress. I digress. We shall see moving forward how it's going. I know it's still a little early in the season. It's not at the halfway point. And once we get there, I'll reassess and see, okay, here's what I'll say about this team and that team. But we'll get there. I know it's still a little early, but this is just about, what is it, a quarter of the way through? Maybe a third? So this is my assessment on the league as a whole. And with Brooklyn, Kyrie's back for the away games. Kevin Durant's out. James Harden might ask for a trade. Who knows? And some of these teams are sustaining so much better than others. But we shall see what we shall see when it comes to the halfway point coming up here soon staying in the basketball lane now moving over to college which in my opinion is way more entertaining than the NBA way less political but I'm not good I'm not going there this time and some of these games that I enjoy watching like specifically tonight Friday 9 p.m eastern coming up here in a little less than an hour from when I'm recording this Michigan State, who's at number 14 against number 8 Wisconsin in Wisconsin. Wisconsin being a three and a half point favorite. And I got to say, Michigan State's proved me wrong. They've proven me wrong. I really thought they were going to be a lower top 25 team, but Wisconsin, 15 and 2, 6 and 1 in the Big Ten, they are, they're good. They really are. They've always been a tough team. They've always been a team that consistently produces well. And I got to say, Michigan State's going to be a. This is going to be a tough battle for Michigan State if they want to win this one. I got Wisconsin winning this one. I'm going to say 86 to 79 on this game. And this is tonight, Friday. And I love how diverse the top 25 is. I really do. This is a this is a great slate of teams, great group of teams. And I got to say, oh my goodness. The talent across the board is phenomenal. And looking ahead for tomorrow, Saturday, noon, Duke hosting Syracuse, which could be a potential upset, but Syracuse is kind of falling down a little bit. And then also noon is Villanova at Georgetown, and then West Virginia at Texas Tech, 1 p.m., number 12, Kentucky, at number 2, Auburn. Number 2, Auburn has surprised me. They are 
very talented. They could make a run in March Madness. I could see that happening. They're, I think they're a one seed as of right now. And then going on 2 o'clock, Oklahoma State at Texas. 3 o'clock, Baylor at Oklahoma. 3.30, Missouri State at Loyola Chicago, who's been under the radar, good team. 4 o'clock, Kansas, Kansas State, great in-state rivalry there. 4 o'clock again, TCU at Iowa State. 6 o'clock, East Carolina at Houston. LSU, Tennessee at 6 o'clock as well. 6.30, USC at Utah. 9 o'clock, UCLA at Colorado. And a game that was postponed is Nebraska at number 19, Ohio State. And a lot of these games are, these are going to be great games, ranked or not. And I know I've left out a lot of unranked teams. This is just the top 25 that I'm seeing. And... I got to hand it to the committees here. They're they're doing so well on how they rank these teams. And I know Gonzaga, Auburn, Baylor, they're in the top five. And don't get me wrong, they're good. They're good. If I were to make a prediction right now on who were to win, I, I'm giving my bets on Auburn. I really do. They're defensively sound, offensively stable. They can drive to the rim, shoot threes but that's with any team. I'm not specific on uh, certain players, but I got right now, I say Auburn can take it all. Gonzaga could take it all, even though they were projected to last year, but Baylor beat the brakes off of them. If I were to break it down to three teams, I'd say Baylor, Gonzaga, and uh, Auburn. That's those are the three teams I would say. I'd say Purdue and Duke are maybe a tier below. But top three teams, Gonzaga, Baylor, Auburn. And I know it's about halfway through the season and March Madness is coming up here rather quickly. It's almost the end of January. My goodness. And let me let me just say this about the the NCAA. They have produced a ton of talent across the years. And I am excited to see what happens moving forward as the season progresses. I hope Michigan can get back on their feet, get back into winning tough, balanced games against good opponents. I know with the win over Maryland that they had the other day, that's a start. And Maryland's not really that good of a team either. But I hope Michigan can get on the right track with Hunter Dickinson now being healthy again, with Devontae Jones starting to step up more. And we'll see what happens. I really do believe that Michigan can go back on the right track. I believe Juwan Howard can definitely take the Wolverines not to a top 10 seed, but maybe a lower seed. Uh, But I hope they can do that. I really do. And we shall see what happens, honestly. I I hope for the best for Michigan. I hope for the best for any team, really. But I'll be surprised if Michigan can turn things around quickly and effectively. But as the season continues, we'll see when we see it. That is all I have for you on this Friday night. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Get Stoked podcast. We shall see you actually on Tuesday of next week as we 
digest everything that is given to us from the NFL divisional round to the NBA and NCAA. And next Tuesday, we will discuss the upcoming NBA NFL draft, recruiting trail, and status on Jim Harbaugh as there's a lot of unknowns and uncertainties in that area of Michigan and college football, really. But we'll bring you back after a fantastic weekend of football and basketball, and we'll discuss all of that and do it again on Friday. But until then, see you on Tuesday. Everyone have a great weekend. Go Blue. We'll see you then.